Kabul airport attack. Caution. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston podcast. At least two explosions hit near Kabul airport. One explosion at the Abbey Main Gate airport entrance, and the other at the Baron Hotel, just a short distance away. It was a coordinated attack, according to the Pentagon. Early in the day, it was reported there were 30 people brought to the hospital. Now we know it's much worse than that. We know 12 U.S. service members killed in the attack at the Gab- at Abbey Gate. 12, uh, uh, 12 killed, 15 injured. At least 60 Afghans have been killed. Reports are there's a sewer drain full of bodies. If you've seen the images, it's very graphic. Uh, lots of dead bodies, injured bodies in a sewer. The Islamic State has claimed responsibility. And to back up and give you just some perspective, if you haven't seen the map or the images, Kabul Airport's main gate is the Abbey Gate, just a short distance away from the Baron Hotel that's used as a staging ground, bringing evacuees to the Baron Hotel, and then they were brought to the airport. And this was supposed to be a way of securing Americans or Afghan allies and bringing them to the airport. But uh, now we know there was an attack at that staging area, the Baron Hotel. 60 Afghans killed. Uh, and uh, at the Abbey Gate, you had the 12 U.S. service members were killed. At the Baron Hotel, apparently it was guarded by U.K. service members. No reports on casualties yet. This is developing. We're going to know a lot more. Obviously, you've listened to this podcast perhaps today, perhaps into the future. And so the exact specifics, you may know more than me at the time you're listening to this podcast. But we, don't, uh, we do know that yesterday's senior U.S. official warned of an impending specific and credible attack. We know that, uh, and that was reported. And U.S. Marines stationed at Abbey Gate were told of a potential suicide attack happening there. U.S. Embassy officials stationed in Kabul warned Americans to avoid the airport gates. So by all reports, we knew that there was a credible and specific attack, even a a suicide attack, at the airport gate. Yet, operations were not suspended, no evasive action was taken, and you have to ask yourself, what is the point of having invested all this money and resources into the intelligence to then not even act on it. And as a result of not having acted on that intelligence, which they did everything right, the intelligence agencies that got this right, and Biden did not react. And now we have many casualties as a result. And, of course, they're going to say the time for analysis is later. That's the motto. That's the tagline, the keywords they've been told 
to say for their PR public relations campaign. But the time for analysis is not up to them, it's up to us. And our hearts go out to the U.S. service members, and part of honoring them is getting to the bottom of exactly what's gone wrong. Of course, the far left will say that this was inevitable. This was going to happen no matter who was in charge, that it's Trump's fault, that it's W. Bush's fault. And yes, a lot of blame does go with W. Bush, but you can't blame this incompetent, uh, uh, just shameful and embarrassing withdrawal. And the way it's been done and the way it's been handled, and nobody on the Kingston podcast is asking to stay in Afghanistan a day longer, but to exit in this kind of rush after spending 20 years to not have put more thought into this, to have the amount of military equipment that has fallen into Taliban lines, to have the terrorist threat, now back to how it was before 9-11 with ISIS and the Taliban in control. So the reports indicate it was a suicide vest that was detonated. And then gunfire broke out, and that's believed to be from ISIS fighters. The Islamic State has taken responsibility. And there was gunfire, and that is pretty much a trademark of the Islamic State. After suicide bombs going off, the uh, gunfire breaks out. Now, based on the security threat uh, yesterday, remember, there was warnings uh, of an impending credible attack. You had many countries announced halting operations. Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Germany, and the Netherlands. They all said they were halting operations, yet we did not suspend operations. We continued as normal. And as a result, you have 15 service members killed in action. Why not suspend operations? Why not mix it up? Why not evade a maneuver to try to deter the attack? But instead, it looks like we just stayed there and did nothing and just hoped for the best. If we knew the attack was happening, why didn't Biden act? Now you have to wonder, the Taliban apparently is in charge of the security around the perimeter of the Kabul airport. So they must have gotten through the Taliban checkpoint. Why are we trusting the Taliban? Did the Taliban purposely let this suicide bomber through to send us a message? Remember, you have our Defense Secretary Kirby saying that we might have to stay past the August 31st deadline. And the Taliban said, no way, you're going to be punished if you do. And that's not an exact quote, but essentially the Taliban says, don't do it, there's going to be consequences. I think that was what they said. And so I'll leave it to you. But this looks like something the Taliban let through as a message to us. There's going to be much more of this if you stay past August 31st. And we're very susceptible. Uh, they could take out a plane if they, if they get the, uh, a missile and they hit lock on, right? And 
So lots of concern if they get a plane and all of a sudden you got hundreds of people dead. And the Taliban, you know, they got a ton of support from Pakistan. And so this question of, oh, okay, um, the Islamic State, uh, it's not much to get some support from the Taliban. And now the Islamic State has a basically support from Pakistan, right? Pakistan supports the Taliban. And now Taliban's going to support ISIS. But no, 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 no. That's all wrong, Dan Kingston. Actually, the Taliban hates the Islamic State, and they're going to fight it out. All we have to do is supply the Taliban uh, lots of resources, and they'll go ahead and take care of the Islamic State. I mean, this is just such a confused clusterfuck if there was ever one. Pakistan supports the Taliban. We support Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan funnels money to ISIS and the Taliban. I mean, we're basically funding the bad guys and the good guys. It's like, it's like we're paying to continue wars all around the world. If you were just looking at it like a space alien looking down to it and didn't understand that it was just merely incompetence, you would think that we were funding the bad guys. It would look like we were doing it just to stay in endless war. So, did the Taliban purposely let the suicide bomber through at Kabul airport? And why is Pakistan allowed to basically harbor terrorism and the Taliban? By all accounts, we knew this attack was coming and we failed to take any evasive action. So again, either Biden's incompetent or he's working with the terrorists and we are working with the Taliban. By his own admission, he's working with the Taliban. It's not much of a step to think that maybe he's also trying to work with the Islamic State. This guy's pathetic. This guy's incompetent. At worst, he's a traitor. How did we get into a position of trusting the Taliban. How did we get here? Well, all roads lead to Joe Biden. He's walking around eggshells around the Taliban now. It's embarrassing. Yes, Trump made a deal with the Taliban, one from strength, a position of strength. And now everything Biden is doing with the Taliban is from a position of weakness. It's not how you negotiate. He knows nothing about negotiating or foreign policy, even though his whole campaign, the whole campaign was about how he was going to be a competent leader in foreign policy and bring back the you know responsible person, the adult in the room. That's his whole campaign. Yet the reality is everything's falling apart. And you have leftists saying, oh, we're abandoning... We're abandoning the Afghan army so shameful that we're abandoning the Afghan army. Well, if they weren't going to fight, it wasn't going to matter how long we could fight for them. They could have told us 20 years ago they weren't going to fight. And nobody is suggesting we should stay there longer and fight a war that's not ours to fight. That's not what the debate's about. The debate is about how you incompetently put lives at risk, American lives at risk because of your incompetence, because you don't know how to plan, because the president seems to have dementia. And as a result, because of this failed exit strategy 
which the left says is inevitable, it was always going to happen, which is a lie. And we know it's a lie. You have 85 billion of equipment, U.S. military equipment now under Taliban control. Reports are 2,000 armored vehicles, Humvees, 75,000 total vehicles overall, 45 Black Hawk helicopters, 50 Scout attack choppers, 30 military version Cessnas, 4 C-130s, 600,000 small arms, 20,000 grenades, 10,000 ground rockets, all in the hands of the Taliban, thanks to the irresponsible, incompetent leadership, or lack thereof, from Joe Biden. Do you think the Taliban let this suicide bomber through to send us a message? Do you think that Joe Biden's way in way over his head? Should we be trusting the Taliban? Why is Joe Biden walking eggshells around the Taliban. What's in store? And will we pa uh, stay past August 31st deadline? These are the questions. It looks like right now we're in a position of weakness. And that's because of Joe Biden. The military is doing the best that they can. But how long will they take orders from somebody that doesn't know what they're doing? I mean, this is their job. This is what they have to do. They have to take orders from the top. And right now, he's the commander-in-chief. So isn't it up to us to find a way to get him out? We have to impeach him. And I know you're saying I'd rather, you know, you'd rather have Biden in charge because he can't get anything done. And, and if you take him out, you have Kamala Harris. But for the good of the country... We need to remove Biden from office through impeachment or his team needs to remove him if they know and they see him suffering and dementia is a disease. And if they see this, they have a responsibility to the country to remove him from office by any constitutional means necessary. And it's our job now to begin impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast.